Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. It's time for the Athletic Insider Report, brought to you by The Athletic, where you can find smart, in-depth St. Louis sports coverage for the diehard fan. No ads, no pop-ups, just quality journalism from an all-star team of writers. Baseball is back here in St. Louis, baby. Let's go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line to celebrate it with Mark Saxon. He's a Cardinals insider for 101 ESPN and The Athletic. You can give him a follow on Twitter, at Mark A. Saxon. Saxy, we always appreciate the time, my friend. Are you excited to be able to finally cover baseball on the field again? Yeah, I am. I mean, it's going to look different, guys, because, you know, teams just don't play uh, 10 doubleheaders in two months, (laughs) typically. But... Um, and so it's going to be a different kind of uh, competition for this team. They're going to be stretched like they never have before. But given what the alternative was, what we've seen the last three weeks, I think anybody listening and the three of us on this call will take it, right? Absolutely. Yeah, we'll, we'll take anything we can get. I want to get to Dylan Carlson with you here in just a little bit. But I, let's start with that, with the scheduling, because – Saxy, if I had a bone to pick with Major League Baseball, it would be this. I get that they need to play doubleheaders, but did they really need to give them three doubleheaders in the first five days when they return, whenever they still have so many guys that aren't able to play? I think I looked it up earlier, and it's like five guys from their original pitching staff, both relievers and starters, are not on the roster right now, not eligible to play whenever they get up to Chicago. Was this the best way, in your opinion, to handle it with that? Well, I think what they ran into, BK, was um, this, you know, they're trying to reduce travel, so they don't want to add trips. And so now they're going to essentially play all the, you know, all the Cubs games in Chicago. They're going to call some of them home games, right? Does it really matter? I mean, do the Cubs have an advantage at Wrigley Field? I think what they've decided, you know, they're just trying to minimize the amount of moving around together as a team. And is it fair? No, it's a, it's a rough way to start, particularly your guys have been, you know, not sitting around for the last three weeks, but not doing a whole lot baseball related. Right. And at times they were sort of forced to sit around. So very tough to play those games, but it's going to be, I think the first of just a series of real trials that the rest of the season is just going to turn into. And it's first going to be, can they survive, the potential of injury risk, then it's going to be, can they get through that schedule and be competitive? So all up in the air, but again, you know, not, not, not ideal in any sense. And, and the schedule is not ideal. All right. Big sexy, my boy BK here, who's just so pumped up today, walking into the studio. Obviously, you know, he was, he's been petitioning 
for Dylan Carlson to be up here for a long time now, and his wish has come true. So I guess my question is, how soon do you think we see Dylan Carlson officially in the lineup? Does he get the crack right away, or do they wait a day or two? I would be shocked if he's not starting one of the games tomorrow. Uh, and I think you'll see him play, start pretty much every every game. You know, I think I don't think you bring up this particular player if the idea is he's going to come in off the bench. Now, what will be interesting to me is to see how they use him, right, because he's capable of playing all three outfield positions. But with as much as he's going to be dealing with, would it be maybe better to put him in one spot and leave him there and, and, and use the older, more experienced outfielders in multiple positions? So, for example, could he be the everyday center fielder? And now Harrison Bader maybe plays a little late-inning defense. He will get the start in one of the three spots. But, or do they move Dylan Carlson around and he plays multiple positions? So they're going to be mix, mixing and matching. But with this many games, Jamie – everybody's going to be playing a lot. I, th- I think the, the opposite will be more the challenge, and that'll be getting guys off, days off eventually. All right, so my follow-up to that is, look, the, the young kid is going to be nervous. We know he's very mature for his age and that he's obviously a, a great talent. But I look at it is, and I guess my question is, do you think he's got an advantage right now because he's continued to take at-bats? He's continued to be on the field daily every day down in Springfield where the Cardinals, let's be honest, they've been sitting around for uh, uh, quite a few days now and not being able to hit the, f- the field. But does Dylan Carlson have an advantage coming in? Will it be maybe easier for him to jump into that, that batter's box and feel really comfortable? No question about it. <clears throat> and I think that plays into this decision. And, and it becomes, would you rather have a guy sitting on his couch, you know, I mean, to take it to the extreme, a guy sitting on his couch for two and a half, three weeks, or would you ever rather have a guy who's taking live BP several times a week, hitting every day, working on his defense? He's activated, right? He's, he's ready. And I think that is part of it. Um, you know, and basically they're kind of emptying out the satellite camp i know you know justin williams remains down there i i think we'll see him at some point if if kind of this whole this pattern of turnover so um you know i do think that was part of it though jamie and and, and he's ready to play baseball um he's had less of an interruption they've been kind of working out steadily in, in, in springfield so yeah and that's the case with all these guys and i think they'll use them a lot we're talking with mark saxon he's a cardinals insider for 101 espn and the athletic so, Saxy, when we talk about Dylan Carlson, I guess the next question would be, what can Cardinals fans expect from him? When, when you talk to people within the organization about what kind of a player he can be, we had somebody last week or two weeks ago tell us that the comparison that he would make for him is Andre Ethier. What kind of a player do the Cardinals view Dylan Carlson as moving forward? Yeah, I saw that comp, actually. I liked that one. Andre Ethier was a hell of a player when he was young. You know, the difference was that Andre Ethier never really hit left-handers, and so he kind of became a platoon guy later in his career. And Dylan Carlson doesn't have that problem because he's a switch hitter. And what you see in baseball, it's, it's, it's typically pretty rare to see power hitters who are switch hitters and have power from both sides, and that's what he has, and that's an incredibly ex- exciting skill set. I think in the short term, you know, they just needed power. You know, they lost their cleanup hitter in Paul DeYoung, uh, 30 home run guy. 
And they didn't really have anyone else at, at the satellite camp who could potentially pro- provide that. Dylan Carlson slugged almost 550 last year in the minor leagues, double A AA and triple A. I mean, that, that's pretty, you know, elite. So this is a guy who's going to hit a lot of doubles. He's going to hit some home runs. He is going to play adequate defense, I think, wherever they put him. And, you know, it, it's just no question, as strapped as they are, he's one of the best you know, talents in the organization, and I think it makes perfect sense to see what he can do. Saxy, I'll tell you what. One of the best stories coming out of this is a guy named John Nagowski, <laughs> all right? I don't know much about the guy, but I'm always pulling for the underdog. He's, what, 27, never played a Major League Baseball game. He's called up by the Cardinals. For me and some of our listeners, I'm wondering what you know about this young man and what can we expect from him? His numbers look good in the minors, Saxy. Yeah, so here's what I could tell you about him. He's a very, his profile from a scouting perspective is very, very unusual for the game today because he is a first baseman with very little power but tremendous uh, bat-to-ball skills. He almost never strikes out. I think there were seasons where he had fewer uh, strikeouts than walks. Last year. <laughs> yes, okay. So you're going to see a very unusual approach for a first baseman, maybe more in the line of like a Mark Grace type guy, you know, not, not the typical big brawny, you know, 40-plus home run guy at first base, but more a really good defender. I know he comes with that. But just an unusual uh, skill set for a first baseman. He just hits a little bit differently. Um, which I think could be interesting. I think that's an interesting bat off the bench for those situations where all you need is a base hit. You don't necessarily need a home run to get back in the game. So he's another guy who makes perfect sense to me to have on this roster. Again, you're down 10 guys right, <laughs> who from your original roster. Bring them all up, basically. See what they can do. Saxy, final question that I have for you here. That's the, that's the hitting side of things. Let's talk about the pitching for a minute because – they have eight games in their next five days, Saxy, and they've got to find a way to fill these innings with guys without having Austin Gomber, without having Carlos Martinez. They're not going to be able to have Miles Michaelis for the rest of the season. How in the world is Schilt going to be able to cover these innings? Forget later on down the road when they finally get these guys back, just over the next five days. It's going to be brutal. I mean, you're going to see a bullpen game. I think the second game on Saturday will be a bullpen game, so that'll empty out the bullpen. Now, they do have some guys down there who can give them, you know, multiple innings. You'll be seeing a lot of that. You'll be seeing relievers going three and four. I do think the plan with Austin Gomber and the way they were able to put him on the COVID list um, because they think he was around someone and was exposed, even though he tested negative. I think the notion of that was so that he can he can work out and build up and possibly make a start as soon as sometime next week. Um, and so you will see him making starts, I think, assuming he stays healthy, and that's kind of the caveat with everybody right now. But if you can think of a guy who has made a start for the Cardinals in the last – I don't know, three or four years who's still in the organization, you're going to see him again because they need everybody. And they may even eventually have to reach down and pull up, you know, a prospect like Johan Oviedo, right, to make some starts for them. So we'll see what happens. But I think the number one thing is kind of similar to what we just said on the position player side. They're going to need them all. So if you had some of those relievers who you were hoping never to use and, in case of a glass break here and use the guy then, you don't have that anymore. They're all going to be having to pitch meaningful innings for you if you're going to survive this. 
He's Mark Saxon. You can find his work over on The Athletic. He did unbelievable reporting throughout this all, this whole situation with COVID and the pandemic and how the Cardinals are going to be able to get back onto the field. He's going to continue that once they are on the field. Saxy, we always appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much for hopping on with us today. Okay, Chance. Pleasure talking to you as always. Have a good weekend. Absolutely. You do the same. That is Mark Saxon joining us here on 101 ESPN.